Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Happy? What day of the week is it? It starts with the same name that our names start with. Same letter. M? Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me, where we give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice, and we do it in the medium of a podcast. And or, if you're on our Patreon, a video podcast. Also call, called a... No, I was going to say vodcast, but that vodcast. actually sounds like some fucking tech bro like has invented it. That's what like, they were calling them. 
at the yeah. beginning, but I think people are just like, the podcast has a video component. Yeah. So if you're a video podcast fan, which that is how I prefer to consume mine, we make it accessible. So a dollar a month is like the cheapest it can be. And then if you have buckets of money that you're just trying to spend so you don't have to, I don't know, do something else that... It can be a tax write-off. Yeah. It's I don't know. Don't. I'm not an accountant, so don't... Don't blame me. Don't blame me if you get a call from the IRS. Best of luck if you do. Not my problem. Melissa, <laughs> nothing is my problem. Nothing is... It's none of my business. It is none of my business. So, uh, I am Megan, and I'm joined by my co-host and producer, the glue to... Some days I'm glitter, some days I'm just construction paper. Melissa! Pew, pew, pew. Yay! I talked about you so much last weekend, or last week. To who? To everybody. <laughs> what they... What were you saying? People were asking... We'll talk about it and see you next Tuesday. Okay. What a, what a time. But a lot of people were asking what I do. And then we were just like referencing just other things. And I kept saying like my friend. And then I was like, I wonder if these people have caught on that I'm referring to the same person. Like it's not just like, oh, my other different, different. And then I just like, I'm like, oh, you yeah, know, this is all the same person. And they're like, wow, what an incredibly multifaceted human being. I'm like, I know, right? So I only need one friend. <laughs> you have to play all the roles. Thank you. Call me both Rihanna and Madonna. Because they have, they both have songs called Take a Bow. I love a dramatic song. Two different songs, same title. That actually happens a lot. I know. So we're going to give some advice. Will it be life-changing? Of course. Will it be the best advice you've ever heard? Maybe. Will it be totally healthy and therapist approved? Cannot guarantee that. And we've never promised that. No, but we have gotten approval from a couple therapists. Yeah, which we then take as a catch-all of like, first of all, when hairstylists recommend our podcast, when therapists listen to our podcast, there's some certain professions, teachers, I'm just like, we're doing everything right. Ton of teachers. Shout out teachers. Speaking of teachers, if you didn't hear on last week's episode, on Fridays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., West Coast time, unprivate your accounts so I can let you into the group. Unfortunately, we cannot accept people that have private accounts. Yeah. And they need to be uh, not like a Finsta or something like that. We just need to, again, people are very vulnerable in the group. And so we need to protect that. And you, they don't have to, people in the group don't have to have your like, they don't need to, they aren't going to know your personal Instagram or something like that. But we just need to make sure that other people are safe because. Mm-hmm. It's a big group. Yeah. Send me a DM. And speaking of our group. <gasps> yes. We have a Facebook group that you should join. It's back open. If you've been here for a while and you're like, I've been trying to get in for the last two, three years and you weren't, we never approved you. Well, now's the time. All the approvals were declined and now we have reopened it for people to join. So please put thoughtful answers. If they're not thoughtful and just I want to join a community is your answer. That's not We an live answer. in a society, not an answer. <laughs> I have to say, there are some people who joined, which I'm like, oh my God, bitch, I can't believe you're not in this group. Like, it's people who, like, we interact yeah. with, like, all the time on Instagram and things like mm-hmm. that. So that is also, like, you know, if you're not, like, a total <laughs> random to us, there is a, a aspect there, too, that, like, you know, we want to make sure that you're actually invested yeah. there just not to read other people's gossip. Yeah, the... 
first few people I let in, I had yeah. to scroll through and I was like, I thought you were already here. Like, I'm like we know you, you send me messages all the time. Here, yeah. you're in. I'm like, I know you. Okay. Hey, you. What are you doing here? Okay, cool. Join. I'm like, so sorry. Yeah, no, there are people yeah. in our Patreon group who are like, who were like, oh, yeah, I'm not in the Facebook group. And I was like, oh, my God, what? Like, I literally know your, like, menstrual cycle. Like, we, like, yeah. we've, we video, we literally, like, essentially FaceTime with you all twice a month. And, like, some of you, like, my bad. So sorry. But, hey. Yeah. Trying to vet it. I guess that's our housekeeping. We should explain w- how you can participate in this podcast. So we have two different ways. So you can either send us a message about what you need advice on, and you can do that through email, which is meganpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM, or you can go to our bread and butter, like what this podcast was established on. Don't make weird things that, what do you, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm going to cover you up. I can't do it hand. on the other side. It's weird. I don't know if I can do it at all. That's the thing is I think about it. Yeah, and it just I can doesn't do happen. it on the left side, but the right side, nothing happens. She's making her titties down. <laughs> Watch join join the, the Patreon, and you can see it actually does kind of make it. I was going to say it definitely, probably if, I, yeah, it is one of those working. You're the rock, <laughs> <laughs> making those pecs dance. Um, or you can call and leave us a voicemail, which is you know what the show was built on. We play your voicemail and we give you advice. So for that, it needs to be. Under three minutes, you should be 18 or over, have your parents' permission. And we recommend that you write it all out before you record it and you read it out loud once you practice a few times to make sure it's under three minutes and you have all the relevant information in there. We beg of you, we insist that you include your age as well as like the ages of people involved in it. And again, the most relevant information. So if it's about a relationship, how long you've been together, if there's like history and drama with someone, you need to set the stage and let us know. Not that there just was history and drama, like what was said history and said drama, you know, little recaps of that, because otherwise we have to infer and we cannot guarantee that we're going to get it right. And we want to give you good advice. Like we might do it in a way that's like tough love or funny, but at the end of the day, like we, we would like to give you good advice and like would like to help. So help us help you. And then for the write-ins, they have to be under 300 words and all of the same things apply to that. So let us know your age and yeah. And it's all anonymous. No one's going to know that it's you. You can use a voice changer if you need to. Yeah, that's happened. Somebody once used a TikTok filter, voice filter, and did it record it themselves on TikTok and then played it. Oh, that, I didn't even, I forgot about that. Someone also, um, is trying to figure out how they can do theirs without people knowing that it's like them and whatever. And I think that, you know, what if you just get on Cameo, get an unemployed actor, send them some, <laughs> send them some money <laughs> and have them read it for this. Be pretty fucking I like good. That. I like that a lot. We do have some fun episodes with guests coming up soon too. So be on the lookout for those. All right, let's get into the episode. The first one is a write-in. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am writing in to get some advice on how not to feel anxious and unsettled when I'm home alone. I'm 26, she, her, and I've been living with my partner, 24, he, him, for six months. We live together in apartment at least 30 minutes from any of our friends or family. Whenever I'm home alone all day, I feel instantly anxious and unsettled. Most of the time, it's my day off, which is a Monday. I'll drive to my parents' house and hang out there almost all day. My family dog is also there, so she makes me feel better. This is the first time I'm living out of home and my place doesn't allow animals right now. 
I've tried to make it homey, but it's still not working. We have another six months on the lease here, and I don't know if we'll move anywhere else for our next home because it's so expensive and rent here is kind of okay. I'm going to uni next year online, so I'll be home alone a bit more, at least one extra day. I'm totally fine when my partner is home with me or when someone else is visiting me. Thank you for your help. So I totally understand this. I am someone who like, I love my space and I love like, I love being, I don't like being alone. I like being alone together. Like I like being, having a presence of someone else, but we're both doing our own thing there. But like, we don't have to like socialize or whatever it is. But I do enjoy that aspect of it too. So it's hard. Like I literally didn't really sleep. And like you, if you if you heard or watched last week's episode, I literally flew so I could get some sleep and, you know, not be alone. And the first tip I would say is not self-promotional, but podcasts. Like I play podcasts constantly and not scary ones, not like it's just conversational ones. So our podcast is great for that. But also the podcast I've spoken about so much, Brooke and Connor make a podcast, like find people who you're like, these remind me either of my friends or whatever, because then I will then send clips of said podcast or whatever I'm listening to, to my real life friends. So like I'm texting them or I'm like saving these things to like talk about with someone later. But I think like breaking down what makes you anxious. So for me, it's sounds like I'm just really jumpy. And I wouldn't say I'm paranoid because like I don't ruminate in this, except the issue is, is I am jumpy. So then that makes me, because usually it's like jumpiness is like fight or flight kind of response. And so then my body is like, okay, what's the explanation for this? Versus there's literally no fucking explanation. Like this doesn't, isn't indicative of something that's happening or a, a sign of something that like, this is literally just like you're hella fucking jumpy. So the way I combat that is I uh, it's never silent <laughs> like I just don't sit in silence which I tend to usually really like when I'm like if the other people are around like I like when it's quiet and I can you know it's, it's easier sometimes to hear myself think but I just keep playing things all the time but I do think that I obviously recommend therapy for anything that's like extreme anxiety especially if there is there's a thought process behind it because like there can be different kinds of being anxious versus like anxiety where it's like coming from a place like you don't know where it's coming from. But if you're like, oh, I'm like, I'm just like worried someone's going to come in and break in and do all this stuff, like approaching those kinds of things with logic, like a therapist can be very helpful when you have specific things like that. And even if you don't have like specific things, but you're just feeling very anxious, breaking down why that is. And, you know, some medication can be also very, very, very helpful. I think also finding like a hobby to do while you're at home and something like that, that like, I think you're allowed to be whatever makes your day to day. Okay. So like I, if there's a room that you're like, this freaks me out, like I don't like that when I'm home. So like shut the door. Like you don't have to like face your fears in like that kind of sense. Like what are the things that make you more anxious and what are the things that make you less anxious? But I think like if this is like getting in the way of your life and you are home a lot, by yourself and you know that that's going to happen even more. I do think there needs to be like a change that you implement with a professional because 
it's just going to put a lot of strain on you, your relationships, your schoolwork, your classwork, like all of that kind of stuff. But the best way to break it down, I think, is to like, what are you anxious about? And then how can we like circum- circumvent the right thing? But like, you know, approach from a different direction that thing, because that thing is a symptom of the of the, the anxiety is a symptom of that fear that whatever that feeling is. Yeah, I lived alone after my second year. No, after my first year of college, like I had an apartment after that. So I like being alone and I never felt anxious about living by myself until I moved into this house because I can't see a lot of what's going on in my other apartments that were small and I could see pretty Mm -hmm. much everything depending on where I was. And what has helped me a lot is having an alarm system and you're like, I live in an apartment. I can't put an alarm system. No, they they do have like ones that you can buy. The company that Shaq has investments in that notifies you when people come to your home Mm -hmm. that they make like, I can't say it because it's owned by a truck company, but they have it so that they have like individual things that you can put up on your home. So like if a door is opened or a window is open, a chime will go off and you will hear it. And then you know that something is there. If you yeah. never hear that, then it's not what you think it is. So I think just having things, even setting booby traps yeah. in your home. Getting you know. those like door, those hotel door lock things that you can now, yeah. what are they called? They like, there's the, the like flippy clamps. kind of ones. Yeah, yeah, the clamp type things or even the ones that you put uh, that wedge in the door that'll mm-hmm. make noise if somebody opens the door or a wedge on the actual doorknob that can also help, you know, just make yourself. I know it can feel homey, but you want to feel homey and safe. So yeah. like you've made it feel homey now, make it feel safe. So have things in your home that make you feel safe. Yeah. And I think a good call too is like telling, like if you have a, I'm going to be, I don't think this is sexist, but like, you know, you have a neighbor who is uh, a, a woman or not a cis man who you are like close with or like no that you can just say like heads up like I'm just like a little nervous about being like home alone and so if anything if you hear no like I don't think anything's actually gonna happen but like I just it would be nice if someone who is also here knows that so that's like a, a another aspect of like just feeling like you're right because like I don't think you can feel safe is the first thing like you have to feel safe first in a physical sense and then address the mental aspect of like clearly I'm anxious like why don't I mentally feel safe and like where is that coming from but yeah when we we've got cameras and we've got like all of that kind of stuff and it did more when Mots went out of town and that definitely also also helped um and like having your location that like you share with like your friends or family And then if all of that is like all those boxes are checked, I would ask yourself, like, is it what if is it anxiety or is it like loneliness? Is it like feeling like I'm an extra I'm an extrovert with social anxiety. So like I I like love performing. I love being around people, but like specific people and like specific circumstances and all of that kind of stuff. And so for that, I would say if it's also like loneliness, which then can kind of you feel alone and then you get existential and then that can lead to like paranoia and anxiety. Something like 
I, I mean, what you're doing is not what Melissa, it's not the same thing, but like Melissa's doing like this writing group thing where you have other humans there, but something that it's like, that is not just schoolwork related that involves human interaction that doesn't have to be like you having to leave to drive 30 minutes to like see other people or invite people over. I think interspersing human interaction throughout the day is good because you just can go a little stir crazy and that can also be hard on uh, a partner. And I say that as someone who like has worked from home the entirety of Mons and I's like relationship. And so he only recently started working from home and that was like a lot to put on him when my only social interaction would be with him when he came home and he's like, I just like need to like wind down and unplug. And I'm like, finally a human. And then also I would say, get to know your neighbors too. Cause there's probably somebody that's at home all the time. My last place, I know I had the nosiest ass neighbors in the world, but I knew that if I, if something happened to me, they would know where I was. They would give me license plates. Like they would tell, like they would have every, every bit of information. There was one time I mean, they always knew what was going on. Be like, oh, you have a lot of friends. I'm like, worry about your own things. But I appreciate, like, in the big picture, I appreciate it. But, like, one time I was parked on a street and they were, they had shut down the street for something. So we couldn't park there at a time, even though you could usually park there. And one of them was at my door at six, not at my door, at my bedroom window at six (laughs) o'clock in the morning, beating on the window saying, come move your car. Which I would have preferred to pay the fine. Yeah. <laughs> but but I appreciate it. There was one that like my car would be dirty and she would come outside and use her water hose. I wouldn't know, but she would just clean off my car. And then I'd be like, oh, my car's clean. I don't know what happened. And then eventually, like later, she'd be like, your car is dirty. You need to go. She's like, there's a gas station up the street where you can clean. I'm like, I'm aware. I just haven't done it. I go to that gas station to get gas. I just don't feel like getting my car Mm -hmm. washed. But like nosy neighbors are great. In here, the guy that lives next door and his wife, they I've gotten to know them and I like them. And there have been times where like one time I just accidentally slammed my trunk really hard and they like ran over here because they thought something had happened. So so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, I think that's underrated. Like, I did not have that relationship with any neighbors I've ever had before, specifically at my last place. But here, that's like the thing that has made me feel the most safe. It's like establishing relationships with said neighbors. And like, even like there are times like Moss had like went to a bachelor party. I didn't even know that. But like he, I like would went to go check the mail and like everybody was like, hey, and like being all nice. And he was like, no, I I told him I was going to like be out of town and like, have like you know just look out keep a lookout for you so like i would just like see neighbors like randomly just like you know making sure just like peeping out and i was like oh that's it, it's nice it's like that sense of community but yeah i and also last thing i'll say you said that the apartment like you know is a uh, good price you don't know if you'll be able to move is it something about like the location of the apartment like i would just write down and make a list of all of the things that specifically you're getting like worried about and even if it's totally irrational that's fine. Like, fine versus the practical things and all of that. Because if you're in a place that's like maybe not the safest area, that is something that like that will not go away no matter like whatever. So like you can work on the anxiety for like all those other reasons and like those things. But, you know, knowing it's not an all or nothing thing. It's about mitigating that feeling as much as you can. But I feel for you. I really do. 
it does get easier though. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Love the podcast. Um, I just wanted your feedback on kind of like being in a relationship with someone and figuring out that there are cultural differences and kind of how to move on from ending a relationship based on that. And also just wanted your feedback on like just loneliness in your 30s, if you have any, you know, kind of like just ways to move forward through it. Because kind of I think this breakup has been really difficult because, you know, cultural differences are things that, you know, you can understand, but you can't necessarily change. And I think it makes the breakup really hard, you know, because it's like you, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of information to process. Um, I would love to know your thoughts on that and how to move forward. And yeah, I really appreciate you guys. And I hope you guys have a great night. Thanks. Bye. I mean, I think it depends on the cultural differences, you know, like I think like, if you dated someone for X amount of time, it, there's a, and you're in your 30s, I guess like there are different times where like I have friends who do not, who will casually date outside of their cult, like, and that's not something that's going to get serious. And that's a conversation before. And there've been people that they've dated who've been like, oh, what? And it's like, we've established this from the beginning, like this is not going to happen. But then there's also things that it's the longer you date, certain things are important to other people that are based in like that. So at that point, I also wonder, you know, there people are allowed to change their mind for what they want, but also I don't know which side of it you were on of the side of like you, someone you were with did not understand like your culture and like didn't want to put that work in if that was an option or if it was the other side of it. Cause I would say to that, you can be aware of other people's the, the cultural differences and those things. And you don't have to be from that. Not every person wants someone who grew up in exactly that. You can just also understand that and work on learning and getting a, an awareness of it that factors into that. But I guess it really depends on what that is. Yeah, I'm curious as if, like Megan um, said, like, was it someone that you thought that you were going to end up with? or? It wasn't someone that like y'all both know this was never going to go anywhere because being with someone that's part of their culture, it was important to you or was it important? I don't know. Like, are you like Megan yeah. saying, are were you the one that, you know, it's your specific culture that they didn't fit into or did you not fit into their culture? Because people I feel like a lot of people do do that. Like they'll date somebody yeah. for a while and like are like, yeah, like this is someone that I like and I love them, but there I will never end up with them because this was never like the plan. Like mm -hmm. get a little taste and then do, yeah. <laughs> which sucks, but like you can't, it sucks like having your heart broken, but you can't fault them for that. Or did they go into it or you went into it thinking that it will be fine. But then as you know, you, I don't know, celebrated a holiday or things came up and you're like, actually, this isn't going to work because we just don't vibe in that way. And I'll even say like growing up, you know, I was mostly the only like black person in, in my grade in high school and, you know, dating people outside of my culture. And then when I got or outside of my race and then when I got into college and I dated somebody black there was just like it was just easier because there was a shorthand there mm -hmm. that 
I didn't have to jump through hoops or I didn't have to worry about like a racist parent or their whole family being racist. Like it was just easier. And so I can understand that. And I still like, even now I date people from all walks of life, but there's still a shorthand that I don't have to jump through when I'm dating a black man. So I understand like getting over it. I think like getting over it, like that's, you thought that that was the only reason that it didn't work out. And I would maybe look more into the relationship because it might not have been actually the only reason, maybe do some self-reflecting. That might've been the excuse that was used, especially if you didn't know about it going into it. Yeah. Then um, I would reflect and look upon what happened and see if that was the actual reason. But getting over any type of heartbreak regardless is hard and difficult and you need time to process it. Did they say how long it had been? No, I don't think they did. So I would just I would take time to reflect upon that and figure out who you are outside of a relationship and get to love like that part of yourself and you know, just know that it's going to take a little bit of time. And when you realize that wasn't the person that you were meant to be with, it'll it'll click at some point and you'll realize it. But just give yourself some time to process it. Yeah, because I think if you were the person who it was that he couldn't understand like your culture and like he, that was the difference from he was not whatever you grew, whatever you're referencing in that. But it was from his point. I would say like the next person you date, date someone within your culture and like see how that works for you. Because like if it was the fact that like it was never going to work with him, but if it's along the lines of like, was someone being culturally insensitive or was someone not putting the work in to like understand that? Or was someone like not wanting to have to handhold or teach the partner either way of that? Like it's all totally fine, but I would look into like the intricacies of that, not in the sense of like, oh, how like, sure. Yes. How you can improve. But I don't necessarily even know if anyone is at fault in that more along the lines of like, how do I want to pick the next person that I date? Or how do I want to go into next dates, even if it's not going to be something serious? Like, do you just need a, a break from dating outside of your culture? Like, do you need like, do you want that comfortability? Do you want to avoid things that have happened in the past, like those kinds of things. Like there will be problems in every relationship, but if you can pinpoint what specifically was the issue with like, again, if like he, you, it, he was not a part of your culture and he was not being sensitive to that and like was not understanding, it might, like Melissa said, like having someone, it doesn't be serious, but going on a couple of dates with someone where you have that shorthand there. I always say that like after a breakup, I'm not into like, you know, get over someone, get under someone else. But when you're feeling like hopeless and lonely in love and in Rome, like that whole department, go out on a date, just go out on a date just to be, or like text with someone, like something where like you remember like, okay, there are other people. I'm not just like sitting and like ruminating and stewing on this past relationship and this, like there are other people I can flirt, like I can have all of those things, but to make that the best experience for you, I would, again, specifically, if this is a matter of like, he was not being like sens culturally sensitive or aware with your culture, then I would specifically date within your culture for that. Do you want to go on a couple of dates? But 
if it's the reverse, you know, I would reflect on like, like Moses said, like, was this established from the beginning? Like, was this like, this can't be anything serious? Or was this like a shift and a change? Was there a possibility? Was there anything that you could have done to have made the experience something that he would have wanted long-term? Because more often than not, the answer is no. Like some people don't realize until they're older that they're like, actually, you know, I really want someone who has the same upbringing as I did. And like, no matter how much someone understands, like I know people, like when you convert to Judaism, like you are Jewish, but I also know people who like for them, like doesn't matter if someone is Jewish from their father's side, but someone who grew up with a lot of the same, like we went to the same, like, Jewish summer camps, like certain things like that, where it's like, oh, we grew up in this similar community, like that's important. So it's just hard to know what any of that is. But I think if you have any regrets and you can like look at this as like, I wish I had done something like different. And I think I had some faults. I played it here. It might be uncomfortable to like lean into and you might not be ready to do that at this point. But I think you can learn a lot from like every relationship you've been in. And if you are recognizing that you might not have been the most culturally sensitive, then it can be sure a matter of it not meshing, but it also can be a point of like education for you and like reading books, like doing all of those things where it doesn't mean that that like you're going to end up with someone from that exact culture, like your ex and it's going to, you'll have a redo of that. But, you know, there's like learning moments in all relationships and it can be like, you can learn things about anything. So I also realize now that I am, I said he all the time in that. You did not say that. So that was all my bad. I apologize if I used the wrong pronouns and I need to, and maybe I'll start doing what you do where you copy paste it from a separate one so your eyes don't, so you can just see the one at a time. Mm -hmm. But also loneliness in your 30s. Megan can now comment on this. Because I am lonely in my 30s. Um, No, because you're 30. Oh, okay. You just turned 30. That's true. But I think... It's hard, but it's the, the the older that I get, the more I can like recognize it. My feelings don't exist like just me. Like I relate to random people I see on TikTok. I relate to like, you know what I mean? Like you can relate to anyone mm-hmm. regardless of what they're talking about. And so what I've just kind of tried to reframe it is like, why am I allowed to relate when someone does something like funny or whatever? And I'm like, oh my God, same, this is me. Then I should also assume that people are feeling the same things that I am feeling in different iterations. So it's it's tough, but I think the best part about getting older with all of this is you know yourself, you, you know yourself more and you learn about yourself quicker and that like sticks. So I think like the loneliness comes in different iterations. Like when you're younger, you might spend time with people who don't really get you. And like that's lonely while being around people. And the loneliness as we get older, I think it's, we tend to have higher standards and we know ourselves better and we know the people we want to be around and surrounded by. And then the friendships that you make or relationships, the older you get, they tend to be deeper because you have that history. You have two individuals with a lot of like past and history of their own lives and who they are as people coming together and like making, I think, a fairly like conscious decision to like embark on, again, any kind of relationship. I wish I had more help for that. But I just tell myself that, you know, the longer you wait for things, the longer it takes for things to happen, the better those things are. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you mean loneliness as in not being in a relationship or loneliness, like you don't have a lot of um, like a group of people that support you. Because I think those are 
two different things. Mm -hmm. But I think like loneliness when you don't have a community, find a community. Like I look on like if I want to do something, um, I'll look online and just find who's doing it and go do it. Like if I want to go horseback riding, I'll just find a horseback place and I'll go do it. Find a horse. (laughs) Yeah. Um doesn't necessarily mean it's always a good experience, but like I've met some cool people all horseback riding or like, you know, if it's like a relationship thing, my friend made this whole questionnaire and is like, if you want somebody like to be in a relationship with somebody, what do you imagine them doing like on the weekends and just go to that place and hang out? They'll be there. What what would your place <laughs> so, be? The golf course. Don't don't say it too loud. I'm not. I'm wearing headphones. Thank God. Did I hear my? Did I hear the call? Tennis course. Uh huh. Today, as I was um on my row machine, I was like, "Do I want to like row outside? I can't swim, so not a good choice." But like, once I learn how to swim, do I want to row outside? Bitch, when I tell you, I almost sent you this fucking post where I go, "Damn." Melissa and I, we got to do this, but we got to take swim lessons first. And we have to get so many vaccines. You can fucking canoe in the LA River. <laughs> Melissa, they're cleaning it up. <laughs> so my issue is, like, is what I can't part? touch the water. Like what part? The better part. Because this is like, you have to pay money to, it's like, a, it's not like you just show up with canoes. Like you, they have a guy, it's a guide. Okay. So my but thing I is, do. I can't touch the water, so I need I need to get in the canoe, and then I need someone to push me into the water. But I also need to swim lessons. I need, I need like a scuba mat, like, and we have to get a lot of vac. We have to get tetanus shot before, like, I have to get stuff. yeah. And that's a big step for me. So I, can't, no, I don't I know. know if I'm going to be able to make it. Specifically, tetanus shots, and I don't do well. They're huge. I do know, like, like in the Marina Del Rey area, the um, Pepperdine, not Pepperdine. What's over there? LMU. What school? Yeah. The LMU students that are on like row team are always rowing over there. And I know I saw that you like you can sign up like with the group, but they have it in different parts of the year where you can do it. But to learn, like, do you want to be on it in a boat with like, are you going to be the coxswain? Like, do you want to be in a boat with other people or are you trying to solo row? Look, I don't know. This was just a thought, a fleeting thought I had. I'm already there because I've been canoeing in the L.A. River. That's in my head. I can't do anything until i learn how to swim so i think that's, that's the first step that was my first thought when i go we should do this and i go we should take the safety precautions because the vest is only going to do so much because the yeah. issue is is like it's the panicking and when i tell you there's no body of water i panic and more i've been falling into the LA river yeah cause, and it wouldn't be because <laughs> of the depths of it it because no. of the bodies and needles <laughs> and other things that are in there like they're like stay calm and i'm like i'm so sorry i can't stay calm like i'm in the la river like like my body is i'm contracting a disease like (laughs) my skin is going to fall off like this is like this is not okay i mean i'm in toxic ways (laughs) okay well i love that you know that's a good idea though uh you're good at so if you were going to have someone who was going to do it for you so if they were trying to meet someone like you where would they go on the weekend my house I know, that's what I was trying to think of because I go, that's my issue. And I wonder if you're going to say that too. No, but it would be at the same places because those are those are, when I think about what I want eventually will be doing, it would be yeah, like the same places. I want to share the activities. I want to share the activities. But, you know, I, I mean, this weekend I'll be at Dave and Buster's. That's a great place to meet someone. That is a great place to meet someone. So just like 
act I like to do activities. So places I go with activities. The problem is I usually go like to places where there are women and as a heterosexual woman that doesn't really help yeah. the situation. Not so much. Yeah. If anyone else has any ideas about how to not be lonely, yeah, share it. Cause but I do need, I do want more information from the caller too. Like what 100%. specifically, what parts of loneliness are you combating? Yeah. Because yeah, I think that is a hard, it's a hard one because you feel established in your life once you hit 30. And then when other things, you don't feel like you've checked it off. It can be hard feeling like you're either very far away from that or you're so close to that, but you don't have it. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Time for a break. We're going to take a break. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books, so we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. 
This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, we're, were we, are we back from our, we're back from our break, right? We're back. Let's get in the next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I need help with being in different financial situations than your friends. So I've been friends with this girl for a little over a year now. I'm 21 and she's 24. 
And when we met, I was in university and I was being supported by my parents, my parents financially. So they were paying for my rent and university, which obviously I'm very grateful for. Um, and I was working full time in retail at the time. So any like money I was making was being saved or I could spend freely. But this meant that we were doing a lot of things that like added up cost wise, such as going out to get food, drinks and activities which I was fine with at the time. But now I'm going to be living in a studio, which is quite expensive. Um, but I'm okay with that because I value living alone more than I value, like, going out and doing things that cost a lot of money. But my issue is that, and she keeps suggesting things to do that cost a lot of money, and I'm getting kind of sick of shutting it down every time. I've suggested alternatives like buying a bottle of wine to bring to her place or having her over to cook when I'm making dinner, um, but she's still coming back with, like, these things that cost money. And I told her I'm really cutting down on my expenses, and she knows, like, the basis of my financial situation, basically, like, what I explained here, that I'm going to obviously have to start paying my own rent and having all of my own bills. And I just don't really know how to approach this anymore. And I'm wondering if it's even worth the effort if she keeps, like, suggesting these things that I can't afford to do. And it kind of feels like maybe we're just going in different directions. And maybe she was just someone that I was supposed to be friends with during that time of my life and not anymore. But I don't really know. So any advice you could give would be fantastic. I do really care about her, but... I have to keep shutting these things down every time it gets kind of frustrating and makes me want, not want to reach out to her to hang out. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Love the energy. Yeah, I did too. My question is, if she stops inviting you, will you feel left out? Probably not, but that might be her thought process is that like, I want you the call her to go. Like I want her to go, but I also like know she can't afford it, but I also don't want her to feel left out. So if you don't, if you're not going to feel left out, then I would just tell her like, hey, homie, friend, whatever their name is. Thank you so much for inviting me to these things, but I can't afford them. So please stop inviting me. I think you have to tell her to just stop. And if they're or things that you can afford, I think like that you want to do, then I think you have to give her specific things, not suggestions instead of like, you should be the one that's offering if you want her to remain as a friend. If not, then like you said, this might be, might've been a friendship that was just for a certain period of time. But I will say I have some friends that are very rich and they do things that I cannot do. And I think we just kind of, know that at this point and they don't really ask so they'll just like there are things that we can do like they're having a birthday get get together or like like we'll just hang out and have like lunch or something like do things like that that are affordable then I think you know like we do those things but they also go on these extravagant trips that I cannot go on so I friend was like do you want to go I said no and that was the end of it it wasn't like a yeah I expect you to go it was just like I'm inviting you so that you know that I'm including you but if you can't go you can't go 
Yeah, I want to know what the, her response has been. So, like, when you've said, like, oh, I can't afford that, like, let's do, like, how about you just come over and have, like, wine here? Is it, oh, I really don't want to do that. I'm, I want to go to this restaurant or suggesting something else that's cost money. Or if it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, amazing, great. It might be, like, if she's suggesting that it costs money and then you're, suge- then you're like, how about we do this instead that's cheaper? And it's still always, ha- it's still, like, you still hang out and you do that thing that's cheaper and you will have a good time. I think that that is like probably not intentional on her part. It just might, might be like, I don't know what you said. You've only you've been friends for like a little bit over a year or like around a year. I don't know how long this new situation has been. It might just be like forgetting and that it's like, and that's fucking annoying and frustrating. But if it's been six months where you had money to spend and then the last six months you haven't, that to me is like, okay, no, you've, you've had your learning curve kind of time. And then I would be like, hey, can I ask like why? Like I've told you my financial situation and, you know, every time we hang out, like, you know, you want to do something that costs money and I have to tell you that like, oh, I can't do that. And then we, you're fine with it. But like, I'm just wondering why, like, I'm just, it's starting to feel kind of shitty to like bring it up all the time and a little demoralizing. And like, if you are just forgetting, like, that's totally fine. Like, I'd love to find a way to like, you know, help you out, like help remember that. Or if it's, a matter of I should be reaching out to you. Like you said, like I should be making the plans, not just changing the ones that you suggest. And just like ask to get to the bottom of it because it might like most of that might be something as simple as like, oh, I just like want to give you that option because like, I want to mm-hmm. go do this thing and I want you to feel included in that. But I do think like if you're already kind of being like, maybe this friendship is not it, that you usually that doesn't even cross your, your mind unless like that feeling is really there. So I would just think that like, you know, there are different seasons of friendships, but the your financial circumstance is not a permanent thing. So I think if you are wanting to kind of distance yourself from a friend based on a temporary situation that you're in, that's not indefinite, I think there's probably more things there. And like, this is representative of something that she does or behavior that like doesn't really fit. Or it can also just be like, you know, we bonded over things that like maybe we don't have that much in common anymore. Like maybe like a lot of the things that we like liked to do was a huge part of our relation, our friendship and a relationship. Like, do you just have, do you have just as much fun with her when you're doing things that aren't costing a lot of money? Cause like how much of it is like the experience versus like her company there. But I do think you have to, I would think it through a lot before you do it because ending a friendship is hard because sometimes you, sometimes you have to be like incredibly explicit and it might not be that big of a deal to you right now. Like it can be like a slow fade or like I think we're growing apart, but that's not mutual necessarily. And so like you might have to have like a, like really just like cut off an end of friendship in a more intense way than you actually feel because the other person's like doesn't necessarily want to end it. So I would just think it through, um, and figure out exactly like what it's stemming from. But again, if your mind is going to that, I usually think that you've been out of it as two ghosters. <laughs> I'm more leaning towards slow ghosting now. As slow part of instant ghosting. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, I might like a picture on social media, but we're not going to hang out. Moza, if I could just have all of my relationships be like that, that would be so much easier. But sometimes people are just like, wait, so we're good now? And I'm like, we're fine. I just like don't want to. 
Yeah, I'll send a happy birthday message, but I'm not going to post about your birthday. You know? It's chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling about a predicament that occurred last weekend at my cousin's fiance's bridal shower. We'll call the fiance Meredith and my cousin's Derek. They've been together for six years. I've always been super close with Derek, and I've also gotten really close with Meredith over the years. I'm going to be in her bridal party. And so is her sister and Derek's sister. We'll call Derek's sister Amelia. And she does not like Meredith and has never been a fan of their relationship. Meredith's sister is Lexi. And her and I are also pretty close. And she's obviously going to be in the bridal party. So Amelia set up the entire bridal shower. And she asked me if I could come over earlier to help set up, which I did. So I got there and Lexi was also there. And she asked Amelia if she was able to confirm with the restaurant that there would be no pork on the menu because she and Meredith and the entire family are Muslim. Although I wasn't there for this first interaction, apparently Amelia gave her a bit of an attitude, but she did confirm that there would be no pork. Later on, while we're still setting up, Lexi and I were sitting at a table catching up, and I just happened to grab a menu that was on the table because I was curious to see what we'd be eating. Amelia then comes up to Lexi and I, and out of nowhere, snaps at Lexi and says, I do not want to hear anything else about the pork. I told you there would be no pork. I've been planning this shower for months. I'm so exhausted, and I just don't want to hear it again. Lexi, rightfully so, got super upset. She went to the bathroom, called Meredith, who was not at the shower yet, and told her what happened. When Meredith got there, the vibes were off. She knew that Amelia was talking shit before she got there, and the entire shower kind of felt ruined. I think Amelia was totally out of line and rude and her bitch fit was so uncalled for and inappropriate. And I just felt so bad for Meredith because she was obviously upset and just didn't want to be there. So I foresee a similar situation happening at the wedding in November and I don't know what to do. Amelia's kind of a bitch. I know she's my cousin, but the way she handled various things and that situation are just terrible. She's mean. And I just don't know if I should say something to Amelia or if I should keep out of it. I have made it clear that I'm on Lexi and Meredith's side, but should I have a conversation with Amelia? Do I say anything to Derek? I'm not sure what the vibes are. I don't want to make things worse, worse, but Lexi did tell me that she will be having a serious conversation with Amelia after the wedding. I don't know if I should stay out of it, have a conversation. I know this doesn't involve me, but as a bystander of these interactions, it's truly awful. So I'm asking for your advice on how to handle that situation that transpired and also just advice we're going into the wedding in November. I have a little time, so I just want to add that Derek is 33, Amelia is 29, Meredith is going on 26, and Lexi and I are the same age, both 23. So I know what you're referencing, and I wish you would have switched Amelia and Lexi's <gasps> name because I cannot stand Lexi, but I love Amelia. So I wish, but I know what I just said was controversial, and a lot of people <sighs> do like the other how you put it. But in my mind, it's just hard to keep track of it. Ooh, I don't even know. <laughs> I know the ref. I don't know the specifics. So I love a hot take though. When I can just egg it on and have no idea what it means. (laughs) I have a question. Why is Amelia planning a bridal shower for a bitch she hates? Some people just like the control. No, so there's an Amelia problem. You have to talk to Derek and you have to be like, hey, this was completely uncalled for. This opportunity that Amelia has been given is like you said, like she wants the control there. And I think 
probably what has happened is uh, Amelia is like faking hella nice to Meredith so she can like pull these puppet strings and then stress her out or like wreak havoc and just kind of like do shit, but then also hide underneath like, oh, I'm being like so nice. And so it just becomes like manipulative as fuck. And so you can't be like, this person's being awful. And everyone's like, she literally planned her whole bridal. Like, what are you talking? Like, it's just like maniacal and evil. And I hate that. So I think that there is an Amelia problem. And I would talk to Derek and Meredith at the same time there. I would not bring in Lexi at that point because Lexi's Meredith's sister. I would bring it in as like, a, am coming at this from like, hi, we're family. And like, I'm like our other family member, like, not good. This is, this is not, this shit's not cool. Like this, all of this kind of stuff. And then I would just be like, I'm here to support you. And like, I, and I like, <laughs> I don't know that like, I would just be like, she's not a good person. Like she's not kind. She's not nice. And specifically the words I would use, I wouldn't say she talks shit about you or she doesn't like you. I would say, don't trust her. Don't trust her. If a woman tells me, don't trust that person, I'm like, my nipples are hard just thinking. I'm just like, oh, never. If you tell me I, that person, you can't trust them, huh, never, 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 never in my life. Like that is a that is a statement to fucking make and then be like, how can I help? What can I do? If that's like keeping my cousin out of the fucking way, if that is like wrangling her in the bridal party, then I will do that. If that's like, if you want to kick her out of the fucking bridal party, I am happy to talk to our family about it and like do that work. Like whatever role you need me to play, like I will play that. But like, I just need you to know that if she's doing something and like you're feeling some kind of way about it, it is not in your head. And like, I am here to be a, a hench person who is like ready to like assist you on this day. And I'm, if you want me to be honest about it, what I think she might do, like whatever it is, like, let me know. I will do whatever you need. But I have a bad feeling <laughs> about like, I don't like how she's been behaving. And I have a bad feeling about her having any sort of I, I'm just worried about her doing something that could ruin your wedding or even just like a blip that's not going to be like the whole thing comes tumbling down. But like that that she's going to have a damp like dampen your experience or have something like that. So like, let's make a game plan because I don't. I don't like the odds of just hoping that she's going to be cool and chill and fine. So like I say, get the fuck involved because people will involve you in their weddings that you don't even ask to be involved in. So at this point, you're already involved. Get ahead of it involved. Yeah. I'm going to call you Maggie in this situation. So, um, cause fucking fans. <laughs> and so this is a very Maggie thing to do would be to, even though, Lexi was dead by the time Maggie came around. Um, <laughs> I this show, Melissa, you could lie to me and I would believe you. You could fully, Melissa, you could be lying right now and <laughs> no, I would believe I'm telling it. the truth. She died in a plane crash. Check out. Check out. <laughs> you know, the, the Lexi in your situation seems lovely. And Derek is also dead on the show, too. But anyway, it's a ghost Maggie. wedding. <laughs> But anyway, Maggie, I think you should sit everyone down and not include Amelia in it and say, you know, this is what's happening. This girl has an attitude. Your wedding is something that it will be stressful, but I want it to be as stressless for you as possible. And I, if I were you, I would just like appoint myself as the referee for the wedding the wrangler 
Yeah. And just kind of just be there knowing that Amelia is going to cause problems and that you're going to extinguish them. If the fire set, then you'll be the extinguisher for it. Sometimes you just have to be the person that's controlling the chaos and let people know, like, if they have questions, you're the point person that will be there to answer the questions. Yeah. I also want to know whose side of the family is this? Because, like, I like, if the, 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 the parents, guardians, the adults of the adults are involved, like, that's the family. Those are a sibling set, which then make you all cousins. Yeah, Derek and Maggie are cousins. And, yeah, Derek, Maggie, Amelia, they're all cousins. Yeah. So I guess I see why you use Amelia. Are they cousins in the fucking show? No, Derek and Amelia are. Derek is, Derek's sister is Amelia on the show and in this situation too. Okay. Okay. So I would then like, you know, you know your family dynamics more than me. But like, I got to say, sometimes if a cousin is out of line with telling an aunt specifically, shit might, you know. It might not be it might not be good, but like it, it's just sometimes if people want to make themselves a center of attention, other people deserve to know what they're doing. Yeah. Will it start a rift maybe between, <laughs> you know, aunts and uncles and siblings and all of that? Possibly. But also, I don't think you have unless someone unless like bride or groom, unless the bride, I'm not going to say the groom, unless the bride is saying like, I don't want you to like get involved. I don't want you to like say anything like that. Like, that would be protecting me. You don't protect your family in this when someone's about to do this. Because also, like, this specific incidence feels, like, uh, not rooted in, specifically rooted in being a big... Like, it's, like, of mm-hmm. all of the things, I'm just like, uh-uh. And then when you say that she doesn't like her, and I'm like, oh, this feels highly representative of a much bigger issue than just, like, we don't get along. It's like, oh, I'm not cool with my cousin, like, marrying a Muslim girl like it's just like that's the part that I'm like specifically latching onto that Ooh, mm-mm. I don't have I do not have sister I mean brother Bro- yes brother so like that's the, like that part does not feel good for me in the sense that like this is uh oh they have personal issues that won't come up at the wedding I'm like no no if your issue with her is like you're Islamophobic like that will come up at the wedding like and that's not just her and her sister, like her whole family will be there assuming like other family members, all of this, like, and then you, you will then be by association on that side. So like, I would make it abundantly clear to people like, I do not fuck with her. I do not fuck with this. Like, I'm here for you. How can I help? What can I do in this? Like, I don't want to get roped into like her, whatever fucking shit she does at the wedding. I would prefer we avoid it altogether. Yeah. I mean, even at the last wedding, I was I went to, even though I had a place card that said that my stuff should be gluten-free and dairy-free, I asked every time a dish was served to make sure. That's like asking people about your dietary preferences, especially when it's a religious thing. You can't ask too much. Sure, you might be stressed out, but this is your, at this point, you're doing this. Like, this is your job. You cannot take it out on other people. Especially when it's their wedding. Yeah. And also, like, specifically in an instance of, like, religious dietary restrictions, like, there can be, depending on the ages or where people grew up or, like, having even 
it printed on a menu could be offensive to some people. And mm-hmm. like, it does not necessarily the people who are, who are asking about it. They're thinking about their extended family members. And it's like, if you are not a part of that culture, that is not something that you grew up like. You don't get to be like, oh, well, we'll just say without this or this is a typo or like they'll take it. Like, no, sometimes like it's, you know, they're trying to avoid usually the person who's going to who's talking to you about it. They're the one who's trying to avoid someone who they're like, that's uh, someone else is not going to be so, so kind or like pointing this out. Like there's, I'm trying to have you avoid a much bigger situation here. So getting mad at that, but you're right. When you're the one planning it, like you can't get like upset at all. You brought this job upon yourself. All right. Well, we're going to take one more break. And when we get back, we're going to get to don't blame them. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Woohoo! 
Time for Don't Blame Them? Oh, yeah. What's Don't Blame Them? Thank you for asking, Melissa. Don't Blame Them is when one of our listeners will call in with their own advice pertaining to a call that has aired in a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience. They went through something firsthand. They have a family member or a friend who did. It relates to their profession. Or they just have some insight that they would like to share with the class. Remember when I didn't talk on the podcast and don't blame them at that point was producer's corner. And that's when I'd come on and share my thoughts. I forgot about that until you just said that. I did too, till I just thought about it. <laughs> what a different time. I know. I don't miss it. This is so much better. It is. Here we go. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for a don't blame them for the most recent episode, a very sexy episode for the questioning if you're bisexual. I like the caller. I'm also 22. I go by they, them pronouns, but I was born female. And I had a very similar, slash am having a very similar experience and just had a few points. Point one, when you said you might be asexual, I'm not saying this is for you, but I have heard a lot of bisexual people say this and then realize that they are gay. not saying that's you, but that's something to keep in mind because a lot of my lesbian friends used to date men and thought they were bi and then they dated a girl and were like, oh, this is what it's like. But if you think you're ace, that's so valid as well. On the talking to your boyfriend, I can understand it is really scary and you don't have to tell him, but even if you don't tell him, he should be a person that you think it would be okay if you did tell him. And also okay if you didn't because he doesn't have to know, but obviously you do want him to know. My final thing is just discovering a bisexual. Uh, Just get more into the community. I hear that your friends are queer as well and that's amazing, but see if there's any local Uh, groups in your city that's just for meeting queer people or if you're still in university going through that I joined my uni's uh, queer group and then trans group and that helped me so much realize like myself and my identity and really get a community of people who just got it so I could talk to them about that also I think it's fine to tell your friends first I don't think you need to tell your partner first obviously if you want to do but I think it would be actually really good to tell your friends first as They also have similar experiences as they are queer. And so it can also just be great to bounce off stuff and also that internalized biphobia, maybe, if that's something you have, which sadly most of us do because it is very ingrained in us. Lastly, I wanted to say that I am similar to you. I haven't dated women or non-binary people. I've only dated men, but I am very assured of my sexuality now. And I think that's partly due to being in a good community. So once again, I highly recommend that. But just because you don't get, date girls doesn't mean anything, just like Megan and Melissa said, and I echo the advice in general. I wish you luck in your queer journey, and I hope you all the best. Uh, wherever it takes you, it will be so much fun. Uh, thank you. I love it. Yeah, that was great. And I also love your accent. Thank you so much for calling in. That was great advice. Yeah, I, we appreciate it so much. I mean, we always appreciate Don't Blame Them, but very much when it's about a call or a question that we don't have personal experience with. So I hope the caller, original caller, was able to hear that too. That is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. I hope you thought it was so fantastic and wonderful and amazing and you're feeling compelled to go leave a review. Follow that, follow that, that, that calling that you have right now and leave us a review on, on the podcast app, on the podcast app or on Spotify. And again, you can watch the video version. You can also just support us on Patreon. We do live streams there twice a month. And follow our socials, please. And 
stay tuned for the rest of the content slate that we have coming up this week. Yeah. Tomorrow we've got See You Next Tuesday, where we catch up, chat, share interesting things about our own lives. Thursday we have But Am I Wrong? And that's when y'all can write in about being wrong in a situation. We also share things about pop culture and things that we might be wrong about in our lives. Spoiler alert, we're never wrong. And then on Friday, we have Fisting Friday, and that's where we share the results from the polls from But Am I Wrong? And sometimes we go off on weird tangents. Yep. It's a good time. Wonderful. Amazing. Also follow our individual socials, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Gorgeous. Thank you. Took a lot of throat work. By me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.